Well, hello, everybody. It's Timmy Gibson here with you for another episode of The Timmy Gibson Show. Today, I want to spend some time talking about two things that have been rolling around in my brain lately. One is the whole new beginnings. And the second thing is, um, well, yeah, new beginnings, you know, starting over and creating an entire new you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) I had something else in my mind right when I was talking. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be right back with today's episode on starting over, new beginnings, and writing your own story, creating your own life, creating your own world. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's Timmy here. I'm super jazzed about today's ramblings. Today's episode, it's uh, been something that's been rolling around in my head lately. And I actually, I just started a new book uh, that that actually hasn't uh, inspired this talk, but it's just something that's going along with kind of where I'm at in my own journey. And it's called A Practical Guide to the Art of Relationship, The Mystery of Love by Don Miguel Ruiz, Ruiz, I guess, R-U-I-Z. I I believe he's the author of The Four Agreements, I think. Um, Let me look here. I don't know if this is the same guy. Anyway, I think he may be the author of The Four Agreements. But either way, it's a good book, Either even if he's not. Um, so this particular... Uh, episode, this particular talk is is something, you know, so if you follow my podcast at all, um, I'm all over the place in the sense of what I talk about. I, mean, I think I've done some things on relationships. I've taught on forgiveness. I've rambled about my own spiritual journey. I've actually talked about some religious spiritual stuff. I've taught some Bible stuff, <laughs> uh, you know, all over the place, which, which is a good representation of, of me actually. Um, I recently just started a new uh, business venture, which I'm super jazzed about. I uh, invested in a camera and I'm starting to take pictures. And no, I am not going to film or photography or shoot uh, weddings. (laughs) I'm busy enough already in the wedding industry uh, as an officiant. And I love being an officiant. I do not want to photograph a wedding. Uh, especially solo. Now, if someone, if I, which would be rare, but if I didn't have a wedding on a weekend, someone wanted me to be a second or third shooter, of course, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, but I, I do not, I do not at all have an interest at all to, uh, to shoot, uh, weddings. Um, but for me, uh, not that you care, but I'm going to tell you anyway, cause it's my podcast. <laughs> Uh, what I'm interested in doing is anything other than weddings, honestly, like, like anything. I mean, um, yeah, just literally anything, but I think more than like, I'm not, I'm not super uh, interested in events as much, um, you know, like weddings or parties, you know, and all that, which I'm going to do some of that just because, you know, it's part of it. Um, 
at least I think right now in the beginning, I'm trying to build my portfolio. So it's kind of like, I'll do whatever. Um, but I, I think I'm going to stay away from events or, you know, concerts and stuff like that. I'm not, I'm not so sure that's the road I want to go down. I'm thinking more like cool photography models, uh, and even honestly doing, uh, re- you know, real estate stuff like people that, that, uh, you know, if you're selling your house, I'll come film, fi- you know, shoot the house, um, uh, you know, model shoots, of course, that would be dope. Um, uh, what's that word? Uh, but boudoir, I, th- I think that's how you say that word. Um, you know, where, uh, girls do the the sexy classy uh photo shoots you know for their husbands or boyfriends or just for their own for their own self uh i think that that would be kind of cool um yeah so anyway i i'm just excited i think it's going to be a fun journey which i only tell you that just because um it's actually part of uh the talk today and that's the whole idea of the new beginnings you know, the, the reality of life of what, of how I understand it. Okay. This is how I understand life is, you know, I'm, I'm 51. So for the majority of my life, I was raised a certain way and, and not right, wrong, indifferent, whatever it just was. And, and it kind of works like I was downloaded a program, right. And I was raised in a Christian home in America. So I have certain beliefs and ideas and thoughts that were, you know, pounded into my head all my life. Again, I'm not saying it was, ba- excuse me. I don't, I'm not saying it was bad. I'm just saying it was right. It, all, everyone, everyone was raised by a certain set of, uh, humans <laughs> and those humans had thoughts and ideas that they, you know, downloaded into their children. Um, and that's just what it is. So, Part of my journey of really discovering me has been an un, like a deleting of programs, if you will, and replacing those programs and trying to get down into the, what does Timmy like, and maybe this will sound really goofy, but I don't know how else to really think about it. Um, But let's just say, let's just say that when I was born, let's say I was put on another planet. Okay. This just work with me here. (laughs) Stay with me for a second. (laughs) You know, if I was born on another planet and was left to my own, meaning I would be provided for, but I wouldn't be downloaded anything other than what I downloaded in and of myself. Does that make sense? In other words, you know, well, you're like your mom or you're like your dad or like, and again, nothing wrong with that. It's just, uh, we were raised by a group of people in a, in a society, in a culture, in a world that is, that operates the way it does. Okay. And obviously that has had an impact on all of us, whether we like it or not, like we can say, no, I'm just my own person. No, you're actually probably not because that, you know, so, okay, back to my story. So let's say I was, let's say I was born on Mars and then never, um, never had, um, anyone influence me 
in any other way other than maybe teaching me language and letting me decide whatever. Um, who would that guy be, right? Who, who would that, what would that Timmy look like? What, what would he look like? What would he think? What would he believe? What would he do? How would he act? Does that make sense? And the more I've thought about this, the more I've realized, and this is, I guess, the second part. So the whole new beginnings and also the whole idea of you create your own world. It's true. I really, really, really believe with all my heart that all of us literally are in charge of our lives. We can make of it what we will. We literally can make of it what we will. It is up to us. Of course, there are certain people that maybe have had certain opportunities that were afforded them, right? I have a friend that was raised in a super wealthy family. And so, you know, that's all he's ever known is just money and, and wealth and comfort and, and success in that kind of, you know, in that way. And I've, then I've known other people that were raised in obscurity, raised in poverty, raised in whatever. And so, um, you know, we all have our, we all have our story, right? We all have our, our history. We all have, which, which good, bad, indifferent, whatever. And what, what, what I think is important, at least for me, all I can do is tell you kind of my own journey because I, I'm extremely reflective. And especially in this stage in my life right now, I'm not only reflective, I'm super like aware of like, why do I think that? Why do I believe that? You know, is that true? The the thing that I've kind of come to understand about, about my own story, just again, being raised in a religious, you know, an evangelical Christian kind of home, that had a huge impact on me. And, and, and that's part of what I've been unwinding for my own life is my own my own version of spirituality and, and not just like my own version. Like I create my own absolute truth, meaning like whatever, like, again, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm not talking about relativity. Like, well, what's true to me is true to me. And if it's not true for everybody else, that's fine. It, everybody creates their own. I mean, one plus one is still two. I don't care where you are, where you're from, whatever. You take one marble with another marble and it becomes two marbles. I mean, I, I understand that within the metric, you know, within the mathematical, whatever, I, I get that. Um, but when it comes to spiritual things, you know, I was taught that spiritual things were like that. One plus one is two. And what I've come to understand is no, that's actually not true. That just because the quote Bible says it, that that's not a fact. It's, it's a perspective of whoever wrote it. It's a belief. It's an interpretation. It's a copy of a copy of a copy. It's, it's, you know, I think I covered this in the other episode that, you know, the Bible, I believe is not the word of God. It's the word of man about a Supreme being or what they think is a Supreme being or what they think is God or whatever, like whatever, like 
the truth is nobody knows for certain. Nobody. Now, people can act like they know and live like they know, and that's okay. Like, I'm not, I'm not at all opposed to someone believing in God with some kind of a certainty or even believing that they think God is a certain way, certainly. To each his own. You can literally believe whatever you want to believe. But the reality is, unlike many things in the world, you know, some things we don't know and will never know, right? People say there's a heaven. Well, maybe, maybe not. We don't know. Unlike, is the earth flat? No, we know it's not. That's the stupidest thing in the world. People that believe that, that it's just ignorant. That's just so ignorant. I, I'm, I'm just so shocked that people would even for a second believe that. Um, and it's 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 much to to same way for me when it comes to spiritual things. When people talk of spiritual things with such certainty, outside of what we believe, right? Do I believe there's a God? I do believe that there is a God. Okay, I'm, but I don't believe it's the God of the Bible, or like I don't believe it's the God only of the Bible, meaning that's the only one true God is the one that's mentioned in the Bible. All the other gods of all the other religions, uh, in my opinion, have just as much value, just as much credence, just as much um, whatever. And again, this is just my personal journey. This is my personal belief. Raised Christian, so I would say a lot of my values, I would say, are some of my core beliefs. Um, stem from a Christian worldview, a Christian perspective, uh, just because, again, that, that's all I've ever known for 50-some years. <laughs> and and now the journey that I'm on, and, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, right? I mean, uh, 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 like everybody else, I wish I'd have known what I know now then, but I didn't, and it's fine. It's okay. I'm, I still got another hundred years to go, right? Because I'm going to make it to 150. That's my goal. Unless they figure out how to live forever, I would down be down for that. Hang on, I'm going to drink my coffee. So I have this mug. Um, excuse me. If I was going to say, if you follow me on social media, you've probably seen it before. But it it says, Jesus saves. Okay, and it has a picture of Jesus. But when you pour the hot coffee in it, within a few minutes, Jesus' beard melts away and disappears, and he becomes this clean-shaven guy. <laughs> and then the, the Jesus saves, changes, and says, Jesus shaves. Yes. I have that mug. So anyway, I'm looking at it right now. It it brings me so much joy. A friend of mine, a friend of mine um, got this for me and she thought I would love it. And she was right. I do love it. Um, matter of fact, I woke up this morning and took a picture of it and I said, Hey, um, I needed a little Jesus this morning. <laughs> anyway, so we are. Truly, and you know what's wild is the Bible teaches this, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I mean, the reality is 
uh, you know, there's a lot of great teachings in the Bible that I still uh, hold dear to my heart and, and believe to be true um, for sure. Right. A hundred percent. So I do believe that every man, you know, we all have every man, person, human, you know, girl, boy, everybody, we all have the opportunity to create our own world. And if you, let's just say, let me just say this. If you don't like your life, you can change it. That's a fact. If you don't like your life, if you're like, literally, if you're listening to me right now and you're not happy, you don't like your life. Well, there's a couple things that can happen. One, you know, maybe it's just, you need to just decide to be happy in the midst of where you are and, and just decide to be happy and be happy in the midst of maybe unhappy situations. Okay. That, that could be part of it, right? You just need to decide I'm done being miserable. I'm going to be happy. Okay. You say, Timmy, is that, is it that easy? I mean, it's that easily said, right? It's not that easily done, but it, yes, it is that easy. I really believe that. You can decide whatever you want right now, but here's the key. When you decide, you then have to align your activity with what you want. So you can't just, I want to be happy or I decide to be happy and then keep doing the same things that you're doing that is further, further promoting your unhappiness. Okay. If you're unhappy right now, like if you're hearing this and you're thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, I'm unhappy, then you need to change. Now, what you need to do, I don't know. That would be for you to figure out. But whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is, if you're unhappy, so here's where I would start. Okay, here's where I would start. If, if I was unhappy right now, I would, I would journal, I would write it down. Like, what am I unhappy about? What about my life? Am I, what in my life I am happy about what, like, I would just start journaling. I would start journaling this out and then start brainstorming on what would make me happy, right? Happiness is a choice. It's a decision, but in the sense of, obviously, if I was, you know, uh, I can't even think, I can't even think of what would make me unhappy, but cause it's, that's kind of pointless to even talk about, but, but let's just say whatever it is that if you're unhappy, so what would help contribute to your happiness? In other words, what kind of things could you do? Like, I just have no time for myself. It's like, I'm always just working and da, 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 and I don't have any time for myself. Well, okay. Then you need to make time for yourself. Like it's that easy, <laughs> you know? get up later or get up earlier or stay up later or take a break. Like you just need to figure it out. What would contribute to your happiness? It, I mean, there's some big staple things, right? Eating healthier. Of course, that definitely makes a difference. Uh, you know, nutrition, like taking your vitamins and stuff that absolutely will for sure help, uh, exercise a hundred percent that will help for sure. Uh, getting rid of getting rid of the shit in your life, whether that's shit people, uh, shit circumstances, 
shit environment, uh, shit, whatever, like clean out the shit and then add in the beautiful, right? Like if you don't exercise now, then start exercising. Uh, if you don't have any friends, then open up the door to begin having friendships. Oh, can I just, can I be vulnerable with you here? So I've always had a weird relationship with friendships and here's why I've always, for the most part, you know, except when I was, you know, elementary school, junior high and high school, like everybody else and even college, I, I was fairly, fairly social, you know, plus I was raised in church. So I had a church community, but I never really was part of, of the crowd that's just never been that's really never been me i've been in the crowd but not really of the crowd most of my life and then as i got older and began to teach it even became more so that way where i was the you know, I was the teacher. I was the one on stage. I was the performer. I was the singer. I was, and so, you know, and I've always had friends and I have some friends in my life that I've had for a long time. And like, if I was in need of something right now, I mean, I, there's some friends I could call and they would, you know, come to my rescue, whether that's money or support or whatever. Like I, I have people in my life that, that love me and care for me. Um, but it's a small group. Like I have a big group of, of people that I know and that know me, right? Like, like, um, most likely, I mean, of course, like if I died now, which I'm not going to do that, but let's just say if I did, like I would probably have a really big funeral and that makes me happy. I, I think that that's awesome. You know, I think I've, made a good name in the community, not because I'm perfect, but you know, I've made a good name for myself in the community. Um, I'm liked, I'm well liked by my friends. I'm well liked by all the brides and the grooms that I've married. Um, so yeah, I think that if I, you know, if I was to have a funeral for myself, that it would be standing room only. And, and again, that pleases my heart, but, but that's, those aren't my friends, like close friends, they're acquaintances and people that I've influenced or people that I've been, you know, that I've touched, they've touched me in, in some greater way. But yeah, I, so I, I don't know if this is making sense. You know, just for me, friendships have always been an interesting thing. It, um, yeah. So like right now in my life, I have probably three or four three or four, uh, friends that I've had for, you know, nearly 20 years and we're good, close friends. And, you know, we don't hang out enough, right? Does that, I mean, is that, I think that's common, right? It, you never get together with your friends as much as you ought to. Um, and I've got some new friendships, you know, since being divorced, uh, last year and living on my own now for over a year, I've, I've made new friends with, you know, a singles community, um, outside of church. And it's actually kind of through my wedding business, to be honest. Um, you know, I'm making new friends and, and making new connections and meeting new people 
learning new things, getting new perspectives, new insights, right? Reprogramming, undoing all the programming. So for me, I don't hang out with a religious crowd. I would not want to hang out with a religious crowd. Uh, now, I'm cool with people that, that um, like, I, like obviously most, not most, I would say a good chunk of my friends have an appreciation and a love for Jesus or whatever. So, I mean, it's not, I, I, I have an atheist friend too, but um, the majority of my friends are, are cool with spirituality and all that stuff. So please don't, don't hear me wrong here, but I'm definitely not, I am not a part of any kind of a religious Christian community other than the community that, that I lead. Um, I, I don't, I don't resonate with those kind of people at all, at, at all. Um, yeah, I used to, right. I mean, I went to seminary and had all these Christian friends and we all believed a certain way. And, like I am so far removed from that group, and thankfully, and again, I don't say this to, to you know. I have good friends who are in that group, and and they love me, and I love them. Though I'm not in their group anymore, and you know, and and they're you know, vice versa. Like you know, they they're in their group, I'm in my group, yet. I jump over and still stay friends with them just like they jump over and stay friends with me. I mean, I, I actually, I have uh one, two, three, four, I have five really good friends who would probably, you know, would, would definitely be at my funeral and probably would be the ones that, that lead it most likely. Um, and, and they're evangelical Christians that, you know, believe a lot of things that I don't believe. And I think that's awesome. <laughs> I really do. Like, I don't necessarily even, I've kind of left, I've kind of gotten away from the, the combativeness. You know, when I was first on this journey, I felt like I had to, to not hate, that's not the right word, but I had to like, you know, despise them to love this new journey. And what I realized is I can, it's almost like when, when you go through a divorce. Now this didn't happen on, for me personally, like me, um, I didn't ever hate my ex. I never got to a place where I hate, I hated her so that I could, you know, happily walk away. Uh, and I was told that that would probably happen. And I just refused to go down that road. I didn't need to hate anybody and I don't hate anybody and I don't ever want to hate anybody. And, and at this point in my life, I, I don't hate anybody. Now there are people I don't like and don't want to spend time with. Well, <laughs> Of course, I'd be lying if that. I'd be lying if I said that wasn't true. Of course, there are people that I do not care for and don't want to be around. Of course, um, but 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 definitely not my ex. I, I definitely don't feel that way about her. Um, so you know, I didn't. I, I've I've always been an outlier. I've just not wanted to follow the crowd. You know, I I don't need to hate my ex in order to justify my divorce and my singleness. Um, I just, I think that's childish. Well, okay. So sorry if that's you, but I really do. I don't, I don't now, if you had a shitty spouse, um, and they, your ex was shitty, that's whatever. But, but sometimes I feel like people, they have to villainize their, their ex or, you know, their ex boss or their ex spouse or whoever the ex is. It's like, they got to villainize them, you know, like, well, they were just a narcissistic, abusive piece of shit. And it's like, 
they they probably weren't that bad, but I get it. You you're having to believe that they were that bad and look at them that way in order to feel justified and not being you know, not working for them anymore or not being married to them anymore. I get it. I don't fault people for that now. I mean, that makes sense, but I've really hardly ever heard of someone that like leaves a job or gets divorced that, that doesn't villainize, you know, villainize the ex and, or, you know, again, ex boss, ex friend, ex spouse, ex, whatever the fuck, you know, whatever it is. So, um, where was I going with all that? Just friendships. So uh, moral of the story, new friendships, right? If you don't like your current life, part of it might be the circles that you run in. You know, I, I don't hang around certain kinds of people like super negative people, certain, certain, uh, uh, hyper political, uh, uber religious. Um, I just, um, now I have religious friends and, and, and particularly there's a few people that I hang out with that are religious, um, but they're religious with an openness that, that works for me. Um, I, 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 I can get along with people who are religious and open. It's the religious narrow minded. I can't because obviously I can't because I'm not, I'm not religious in that way. And so frankly, they wouldn't be able to be in a relationship with me because I'm too, in their minds, I would be too out there. And so it, it would be conflicting to their mind. Um, you know, for me to say something like, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to be a Christian to go to heaven, which I'm not even sure I believe in heaven, but in, let's just say like, I have a lot of good Christian friends that, that, that agree with that. They're like, Oh yeah, no, I don't think that the Christianity is the only right way. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, you're my people, <laughs> you know. But if you think that that Christianity is the only way, and what I mean by that, like, you know, I've done all the teaching. You guys know what I think here. All right, so we're coming to the end of this first segment here, this first half. <laughs> I promise I'm going to get to the meat of this conversation. I promise. Um, so we're going to take a short break here in a second. Um, but again, you know, for. All of life, I begin. I believe, begins with an awareness. Where are you? What are things good? Well, great. Keep rolling with that, right? You know, like Doctor Phil says, how's that working for you? And if it's working for you, great. But if if there is some unhappiness, some discontent, some frustration, some whatever, then things aren't working for you. And and apparently there needs to be some changes. Now, sometimes those changes are big. Sometimes they're small. Anyway, we'll come right back and talk more about new beginnings and more. All right, and we're back with the second half of New Beginning, Starting Over, and You Creating Your Own World. So I think I ended on the topic of friends and, and what needs to change. And again, it, it starts with an awareness, being self-aware to recognize, hey, uh, you know, I'm unhappy, I'm frustrated, I'm this, I'm that, or whatever's going on. And then really taking a hard look at 
how you're living, what you're doing, who you're hanging around, you know, what you're filling your brain with, all those things, and determining what needs to change. I, I think that life is, it's easy to get in a rut and just become complacent. You know, it, it's, it's almost like, I would almost equate it to a house that needs to be remodeled. Um, isn't that wild how that works? You can have a house that is great when you move in it, but if you stay in it for 20, 25 years or more, well, all of a sudden it's, it's outdated. You know, the, what was cool in the eighties isn't necessarily cool now, even though, you know, things come and go, come and go, whatever. They kind of come and go with a new, like a new, a little new slant, you know, at least, at least I feel like that. It's like trends come and go and they kind of come and go with a, with a twist. Like, like for example, I, I like that people that say that clothes from the eighties is coming back or clothes from the seventies or big bells or this and that, da, 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 you know, parachute pants or whatever. It's like, yeah, but they're not really coming back. Like you can have that exact outfit from the eighties. It's, it's, it's the new updated version of the eighties. Does that make sense? At least that's how I've, that, that's how I look at it. Like, Jean jackets, for example. Okay. Jean jackets were super popular back in my day. And I still have my original jean jacket, um, a Levi's like whitewashed jean jacket. Well, jean jackets are in again or were whatever, but they're more fit. So my jean jacket is like the true blue 80s jean jacket, which is super baggy. <laughs> like that was the style. And a matter of fact, I had some pants. I was going through my closet the other day and man, I threw away a bunch of stuff because I've had, you know, because I've been a, a teacher for so long, I've, I've had a lot of like dress slacks and dress shirts and that kind of stuff. And I had some dress shirts that I've really, really loved, but I ended up getting rid of them all because they were awesome. They were dope dress shirts. I mean, they were from banana Republic and they were still in good shape. They were nice, thick, but a, the collar was totally different, like style wise. And they're baggy. They're baggy, like super baggy. And that's not the style anymore. Uh, now you wear like my, all my dress shirts. Now they're super slim fitting. They're super tight to my body and which is the style, which obviously looks good because that's the style. And, and I put on one of my shirts from banana Pup Republic that I've had for years and years and years and years. Again, the pattern, the shirt itself is still totally cool. Um, uh, but it wouldn't be worth, obviously I, well, you couldn't get it. I'm, I'm assuming, I guess you could get it altered, but not really. Um, it, it, it wouldn't be worth it right. To try to alter it because like the arms and the, the sleeves would need to be, you know, taken in big time. The body of the shirt would have to be taken in. Like the only thing that still fits me on that, the shirts that I got rid of were the cuffs and the collar, the collar fit great and the cuffs fit great, but it was like a big baggy parachute type shirt. And that's not in. So, you know, styles change with a little bit of a twist. Why am I telling you this? I have no idea why I launched off into that little tirade. Uh, about how styles change and come and go. Oh, it's like remodeling your house. That's where I was at.
I think that remodeling our lives, there we go. I'm back. Remodeling our lives is much like remodeling our, our houses. It gets worse before it gets better. Your house that has all the seventies, um, uh, fixtures and colors. It's nice. It might be, maybe you've kept it real clean. You've kept it real, like it, it could look nice and a little retro. Um, but it, it needs to be updated, right? Maybe the colors need to be updated because they're, you know, there's just a style of things that if you care about this kind of stuff, and it seems like a lot of people do, if you want things to be current, then yeah, you, you have to, every couple years, go through a wardrobe, wardrobe change or update. Same thing with your house. Of course, not every couple of years. I think you can go longer with ha with houses, it seems. Um, but the style, the style of what was in then is maybe not in now, or not just the style, but the functionality, right? I mean, cars, cars today are so different than cars, you know, when I was a kid, right? Like my first car, like I mean, power windows were like a new, like just coming around, right? I mean, the first, my first car had, you had to roll the, you know, you had to roll the thingy to get the windows down. Um, even the, the, the rooftop was a crank, you know, you had to crank it. Um, uh, did I even have AC in my first car? I may have had AC. I did. I don't think I had seat belts though. I don't think, I think they may have been taken out. So, Again, that that's unheard of today. That no way, right? Like that. Uh, matter of fact, I think it's illegal. Like you can't even produce a car without seatbelts. <laughs> anyway, um, I believe our lives are much the same. Our lives need to be reinvented, and some of us, for I can only speak for myself. Maybe you can relate. Some of us have not been living our own life, not just needing a, an overhaul or an update or a remodel. F even aside from that, for me, going back to the whole, if I was put on Mars at birth and not influenced in any way, who would I be? You know, that's, that's like, that's an impossible feat, right? Cause that, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know if that's even possible unless Right. I think if I moved to a monastery and got rid of everything that I had or got a storage locker, put some of my important things in there and spent a year in a monastery just wearing an orange uh, toga and praying, meditating all day and eating, you know, grapes and veggies and all that. Maybe that would be the one only only way to to maybe really, 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 really get down to the core of who we as individuals really are. But I think there's an, an alternative to that, which is what I'm trying to do is, you know, create a new life to, to, to begin again, to, to, to write my own, like write my own ticket, I guess, to, to create my own world. Because I really believe that I believe that that's, I'm not a victim of my circumstances. And, and I don't resonate with that, with people that live like that, that think that they're just a victim of their environment. Um, now we, 
all have an environment and we have been influenced by our environment and sometimes unfortunately so deeply that it it you know it, it would be difficult to crawl out of that but you can you can change where you live you can change your status you can change your job you can change your friends you can change what you read you can change what you listen to you can change what you watch you can change what you do you can change what you think you can change what you say you can change like we can do whatever the heck we want to do um there's a great song that if you've not heard it i i would listen to it it it's it's a song I like. Maybe you won't like it, but I really like it. I It's no secret. I really like Post Malone. I think Post Malone is just, he's just awesome. Uh, he did a song. Just go to YouTube and, and search. I'm, I'm gonna be Post Malone. I'm gonna be Post Malone. Uh, it's his song. I'm gonna be. And it is such a great song. I'm going to be what I want to be. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to go where I want to go. I'm, you know, it's it's such a powerful song. And I don't, I don't think, I don't, I don't take that song as a rebellious song. I'll be honest. When I first heard the song, I loved it. And then I was analyzing my own thoughts about the song. Like, am I liking this because it's, you know, uh it's a rebellious thing. Like I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be what I want to be. I don't give a whatever about. And the, the reality is no, it doesn't have to be in that attitude. It can be just, no, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to be what I want to be. I'm going to accomplish what I want to accomplish. Like I take it as a, as a positive, but I can tell all my pre-programming at first I, I felt like it, it was my rebelliousness. And, and that's just it is, you know, I don't know what rebellion really looks like. I think my personality is is given to a little bit of rebellion. You know, I'm not a big rule follower. If you say I can't, I take that <laughs> as more of a challenge <laughs> than I do as a law. You know, it's just that's just the way I'm wired. I'm just wired that way. And I and I understand not everybody's wired that way. And I understand that there's, you know, there's some dangers in my you know, in my wiring, I'm, I'm aware of this, um, you know, but I'm not to the point where, oh, you say I can't steal that? Well, I'm going to steal it anyway, <laughs> you know, but there, yes, I definitely have a, a little bit of a rebellious streak. Um, and for me, it's more of, I want to blaze my own path. I don't, <laughs> I'm not a follower. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure I am. I'm sure there's someone that could look at me and go, uh, no, you clearly are right. But I want to be a trailblazer. I want to think my own thoughts. I don't want to just believe and do what you tell me to do. I want to, I want to, what am I supposed to do? You know what I mean? Like God, universe, whatever the hell you believe in. Like for me, it's like, no, God can speak to me directly. Um, and he could speak to you directly. I don't, I don't need to be um, directed by someone else. Now I, I read books. I listen to podcasts. I do all that to glean and to learn and to study. Of course oh, I listen. I, I listen to hours of podcasts every day, not some days, every day, every day. I listen to a minimum, minimum 
of one podcast every day. And sometimes it's multiple. It just depends on what I'm doing. Um, like I'm not, I don't listen to a lot of music. I like music, but music isn't my, my thing. Pod, I love podcasts. I love podcasts and YouTube videos and not like the funny ones. I like the funny ones, but that's not what I, that's not what I spend hours doing is, is watching silly stuff. I, I like to learn. I like archeology. span I like science. I like research history. I like deep thinking, psychological things, uh, sociology, all of it, like all of it is, is intriguing to me anyway. So yeah, all of us, we're really, we're really in charge of our lives. It's, you have to just decide what do you want? What do you want? And then what do you need to do to get there? Like, that's it. Um, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to live? I know for me, I've, I've been thinking lately, like I want to live somewhere else for a, 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 a certain amount of time, whether that's three months, six months or a year, like I, in another country actually, and I will do that. It, it will definitely happen. You know, I just got to figure out where and when and how, of course. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely going to live in another country, uh, and at bare minimum, at the bare minimum, I'm going to spend a summer or a, you know, or a winter or a fall or like, I'm going to spend a season in another country for sure. That will happen. Um, sometime between now and I turn 150, that will happen. Um, you know, so I think that brings me some joy and some happiness in, in thinking about that. Like I've gone on Airbnb and looked at, you know, what's it cost to spend a month here. And like, I've, I've already been doing the research. Like I'm, I'm actually looking into it. Like I'm, I'm thinking about it, dreaming about it and, and inquiring about it because I'm in charge of my life. I can do what I want to do. I can be what I want to be. That's what's so beautiful about life. So Back to the initial question I think I asked in the first half, are you happy? Are you fulfilled with your life? If you're not, like I said before, choose happiness and or look at what would bring you happiness. Well, I'd like to have my own business. Okay. Well, what kind of business? How would you start it? What do you need to do to start it? How can you start it? What, like, you know what I mean? Like, who do you need to invite? To, like, g- do it. <laughs> it's like, what's stopping you? Well, you know, this, that, and the, no, th- there isn't anything that, that's stopping you. Um, you just need to decide. And once you decide, then, then start walking that path and you will, um, hit bumps and bruises along the way. You'll figure it out. You know, you'll, you'll figure it out. I believe you'll figure it out. So, um, that's a, that's something on you. Like that's something that, that I, no one can do that for you. Yes. You can get inspired. You can get recommendations. You can get all of those things from other people, of course. Um, but, but it starts with really a, a, a thought and then a plan, some kind of a plan. This is again, why I'm such a big proponent of, of journaling, you know, whether you type journal or hand journal, either way, whatever, do you, 
but that's where it starts. What do you want? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? And then you have a better idea of what needs to happen to get you there. Right. If, if I said, Hey, let's take a vacation. Okay. Where? doesn't matter. No, it does matter because like, I got to know where so I can check on Airbnbs. I can check on flights. I can check on right, the economy, check on safety. I can check on demographics. I can check on whatever. That's, that's how we do things. And so I think that's how we do life. How do you do life? Well, you come up with some kind of a plan. What do you want? Where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? What do you want to do? Then, And start walking that journey because, again, we all really can create our own world. You can. If you don't like the world that you're in, I've got some news for you. You created it. Okay. You created it. Well, no, I didn't ask to be in an abusive relationship. No, but you're staying in it. So you are choosing it. And I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just saying, no, maybe you didn't initially choose that, you know, in some, maybe in some perverted sick way you did. And and that's something that you'll need to dig deep with a counselor to figure out what's in you that attracts that kind of a person especially if that's your track record, but, but now, but now you have the choice right now. If you're in an abusive relationship, you have the choice right now to take a new path. If you're in a dead end job, you have the opportunity right now to get a new job. Um, right. Oh, but not in this economy. Da, da, da. Guys, Honestly, I, 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 I know of someone that got laid off during the pandemic and just got another job, a better job that's a better pay. So it's possible, right? It's a lot to do with mindset. And what's your mindset? Again, probably what needs to happen if your mindset is so squirrely. And and I don't mean that as a, I'm not. I'm not shaming you. I'm just saying if you're if if you're such in a lost place, yeah, it is hard for you just to decide what you need to start doing. It's like if you were overweight. So it could be frustrating to say, I'm going to compete this weekend in a competition whenever you're 100 pounds overweight. No, you probably need to look at competing in a year or two, right? Like you need to set the goal that makes sense for where you are. So, you know, if you're in such a lost place emotionally and such a wreck, well, probably where you need to start is with a goal journal and begin to read books and begin to make new changes every day to get you there. Right. Just like I was saying about the person, the fitness thing for you. Yeah. Maybe not day one, go to the gym and kill it. Maybe you just walk a mile. Like that's where you start. And then the next day, two miles. And then the next week you do like it, it's, you just start where you are granted. Yes. Some people are starting from the middle and some people are starting near the top. And some of us maybe are starting from the bottom, whatever, right? It, it, yes. It'll be a longer, harder crawl for some than it will for others. Clearly. 
right? You take someone that's 300 pounds, for example, especially if they're not, you know, eight foot tall, 300 pounds actually isn't overweight unless you're five foot tall per se. But anyway, so let's say you're five foot tall, 300 pounds and have it worked out a day in your life. Yeah. It's going to be a much, uh, much more of an uphill climb for you than say for me, right? I got a little bit of a belly during the quarantine, um, but probably within about six weeks, I could be pretty ripped just because I'm I'm close enough uh, because I've worked out all my life. So yeah, I'm starting out at a different place than than someone else, and maybe and, and depending on you know if we're talking about success or money or whatever, then yeah, right. You know, maybe one person is starting with a million dollars in the bank and another person is starting with, you know, a buck 50 in the bank. And then someone else is starting out with 80 bucks in the bank. Like we're all starting from different places. Um, but all of us have to start and take that next step in the right direction. That's on us. Uh, what, what leads to a bad life or a frustrating life, I think, is to know you need to lose weight to know that there's some things that you should do to lose weight. And yet you get up and you don't do any of those things and you get up and you eat a bagel with cream cheese and a Twinkie and you down a, a Red Bull on your way to work. And then at work, you just don't eat all day. And then you come home at night and you binge on some TV and eat a large Supreme pizza. Uh, you know, I, I would be in a terrible state if I lived like that. I, I can't live like that. You know, there's such a high demand on, on me physically. Um, and there's a lot of people that count on me <laughs> showing up to their wedding that, that I can't live that life. Like I can't, you know, I've had friends that, you know, now that I'm single, like, let's go out, let's party. I'm like, no, dude, I don't party. That's just the thing. I don't party. I'll go out and have one glass of wine. Um, but no, I don't party. I don't want to party. I have no interest in partying. And and I, I don't have an interest in staying out all night either. You know, again, I've had friends that are like, let's go out and do this. I'm like, well, what time do you want to go? We'll go. We'll meet at 10 o'clock at whatever. I'm like, 10 o'clock? I'm in bed by 10 o'clock. That's my bedtime. I can't go out at 10 o'clock. <laughs> now, I have a couple times. I mean, I, but I always regret it. I always wake up the next day and have a just a sleep deprived kind of a hangover. Even in those situations, I still don't drink to drink a lot. Um, but it, it, you know, one glass of wine is fine. That that's not what's affecting me. It's the going to bed at, at two in the morning. I can't do that. I can't live that way. I'm an early bird. I'm an, I'm an, I'm, I'm a, 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 just, I get up early. And so I, I have to get in bed at a decent hour. Now, last night I stayed up a little bit later than normal. I think I was up till around midnight but I was just, I was awake for whatever reason. So, uh, but still I, I woke up at five o'clock this morning, uh, you know, bright eyed and bushy tailed, right. <laughs> and, um, ready to take on the day. But that's, uh, that's just me. Not, you don't have to be an early bird. You can be a night owl if you want to, everybody you can do you, you can still get your sleep in and stay up late and get up late. That's fine too. If that works for your, your job or whatever you do, but Anyway, what I'm trying to say is there's no way, one way to skin the cat. I, I don't have the corner market on all healthy practices. Um, 
I, I, I know what, I know what works for me. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. I know what works for me. And so you have to figure out what works for you. Um, so if, again, if what you're doing isn't working for you, then only you can change it. Only you can change it. That's it. Only you can change it. You, you can't look to anyone else. It's on you a hundred percent. It's on you. I know that that's not a popular thing to say. I know we don't like to hear that. I want to be able to blame someone else for my troubles or for my lack of whatever, but the reality is it's me. There's a great book I read years ago called If It's Going to Be, It's Up to Me by Robert Schuler, Dr. Robert Schuler. I think he's since passed. I'm pretty sure he's since passed. He actually pastored the Crystal Cathedral um, in, was that in California? I think so. I haven't heard much from them. Of course, I don't watch that kind of stuff, but I'll, I'll actually I'll Google him when we get done here and see what's up with with the Crystal Cathedral, Robert Schuler. I think his son took over. I think that's, I'm pretty certain, Robert Schuler Jr., I think. Anyway, I digress. Uh, so this podcast is all about two things, new beginnings and writing your own story or creating your own world. Both of those things are, are it, both of those things are, are right. I'm right in the middle of both of those things for me. You know, new beginnings, uh, spending 25 years uh, married, uh, happily married, I might add, happily married and now single and happily single. Um, and for the second half of my life, I mean, uh, you know, of course, one day I believe I'll meet someone special and and we'll run off into the, you know, forever, ever love land or whatever. Um, I, I mean, I, you know, I st people have asked me, are you, are you poo poo on marriage now? I'm like, no, I still, I think marriage is great. I still love love. I still believe in romance. I still believe in chivalry. I still, of course, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm not, I enjoy being alone. There's no doubt. I enjoy my soloness. Um, I do for a lot of reasons. And, but as much as I enjoy it, uh, especially right now where I'm at in my life right now, I, I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I, like when I see my future, when I, when I like think about my future, I see myself with a companion, with a partner, a spouse, you know, I plan on getting married again at some point when the right person comes along. Um, you know, someone that I could spend my life with, someone that I'm attracted to, someone that I have chemistry with, someone that I find beautiful, um, inside and out. Um, those go hand in hand. I've met many beautiful, physically beautiful women that once I got to know them, they actually became very unattractive to me. Um, because inward beauty definitely makes a huge difference. But can I just be kind of ugly here, I guess? I mean, if you're not attracted to someone, I mean, it's not all about inward beauty. What's that, <laughs> that comedian that says, well, when the kid comes to the dad and says, well, my mom or someone said it, the teacher at school said that, um, you know, beauty is only skin deep and what matters is beauty in the soul. And then 
the guy says, well, yeah, that's what ugly people say, <laughs> which I find so funny. Um, but it's true. I mean, it's true in the sense of if, if you're not physically attracted to someone, um, now can there, can an attraction grow? Yes. Okay. Now men and women are wired so different. Um, but there are some people that I wouldn't, it just wouldn't matter how beautiful their insides were. Um, for me, um, there's a certain, um, a, a physical attraction that just has to be present. Now, granted, I'm sure there are some people that I've thought, thought were beautiful and that my friends were like, really, you think she's pretty? And I'm like, yeah, I do. So, you know, looks are truly in the eye of the beholder. Um, but clearly, you know, you could show me a picture of someone and I'd be like, uh, no, yep. Nope. No way. Even if they were awesome, <laughs> I'm just not attracted to that. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. That is just the way life is. And it's like that for, for everybody. Everybody has not just like, like not everybody that, how do I put this? Well, you know what? None of that matters. That's not what we're talking about today. Um, but, but I believe this with all my heart and I've been saying this for years and I truly am convinced of it. Everybody is beautiful in some way to someone truly. I, I really believe that you're beautiful. All right. We're going to be right back with a few more things before we're done. Okay. Third part, and this is the end. <laughs> I wanted to come back real quick. So I, I've mentioned this before in my episodes. The Anchor app that I use for my podcast, it records in 30-minute segments, which actually I like. Um, so when I get to the end of 30 minutes, I mean, it, it, it just stops. And so I obviously there's a clock that is ticking away, and so I I – when I'm like, Oh shoot. Cause it turns red. Like, Hey, you've only got 30 seconds. So that that's super helpful. I love, I love anchor. It's great. Um, and, uh, anyway, so what, what, what did I say at the very end? I, um, uh, got up and did some stuff and now I'm coming back. So I forget exactly where I was in the very, very end of that. But anyway, I'll, I'll just finish with saying, you know, we really, I really do believe that we're in control of our lives. Um, and if, if you'd feel like you're not in control of your life, then you need to get control of your life. Um, and you know, of course I covered a lot of ground in this particular, uh, episode. Um, you know, maybe you might need to listen to it over and over and over again to, to catch it all. Um, I know for me in, in creating my own world, it, it you know, I have the opportunity to do that and I've always had the opportunity to do it, but I'm, I'm taking that opportunity now. Um, especially with, with the situation of my life, you know, having two adult children, um, that thankfully I get to spend a lot, a lot of time with, you know, I got to spend all the, most of the day yesterday with my daughter and then my son came over and we had dinner and, um, you know, so I'm, I'm blessed to, to be in good relations with, uh, the kiddos, uh, which would be, there'd be no reason that we, I wouldn't have a good relationship with them, but I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's just nice that they're close and that, that we talk a lot and, and all that. So, you know, um, I'm still on a journey, you know, I'm still trying to, uh, to, um, reinvent myself. Um, you know, having started a, a, another side hustle, um, 
that seems like has a lot of potential for me. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what I'm already involved in my, my wedding business. Um, you know, and so that, that, of course that's just about me, right? So what about you? Uh, are you happy? Are you where you want to be? Are you, are you doing what you want to do? Are you with who you want to be with? And so on and so forth. And I will say this, let me just, let me caution you. Okay. Let me just caution you with this. Sometimes we're unhappy with someone or something and it's because we're unhappy. Okay. So just because you're unhappy doesn't mean, well, I'm going to get divorced or I'm going to quit my job or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. Well, you know, the challenge is there you are still within the midst of all that. So, you know, I've known of people to jump out of a marriage and jump into something else and they're still miserable. That's because they were miserable. It's not, it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not about the other person. We got to look in mirrors. That's the thing. Life is all about looking in a mirror. If you're look, if you're not looking in a mirror and you're blaming other people, that's just not healthy. That's not good. The, the only, if you're unhappy, you just got to look in the mirror because even if, even if you're in a abuse, like I mentioned before, even if you're in an abusive relationship, that's just it. You are staying in an abusive relationship. Therefore it's your fault. I know we don't like to hear that because, you know, that person is abusing you. I get it. That person left you or that person fired you or whatever. I get it, but it's up to you to make the necessary changes to get where you want to be. If you're in an abusive relationship, pack your shit and leave. (laughs) I mean, that's, it's that easy. Well, I don't know where to go. Well, that's what you got to figure out, right? Like you just have to decide I'm not going to be beaten anymore. I'm not going to be abused anymore. Uh, you know, that, uh, that you have to decide that. And once you decide that, then coming up with the plan is part of the joy and part of the process, right? It all starts with a thought. I want to start a bit like for me. I'm, I'm not only using myself as an example, not because I'm ideal, but only because I know me and I can tell you I was wanting to do start photography. So I started researching photography. I started talking to photographers. I started looking at cameras, which would be a, which one's affordable. How could I do it? Da, 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 da. I did that for months, honestly. Well, for years, really there's, I've been wanting to do this for a long, long time, but you know, finally it was just like, okay, I'm done talking about this. I'm done thinking about it. I'm done just dreaming about this. I'm doing it. So, you know, I had set aside some money and I'm like, I'm pulling the trigger. And, you know, I, I took someone to lunch. Who's a, a photographer, a very successful photographer. And I asked him a bunch of questions about cameras and everything like that's. And then I pulled the trigger, but I didn't just do it willy nilly. So whatever it is in your life that you want to change, you can change it. You can. I have faith in you. I believe in you. I, I, I know that you can. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's not going to be a hard, difficult road. It might be, but you can do it. You really can. I promise you, you can do it. Begin your own life. Live your own life. Do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. We only get one life, folks. That's it. You get one life. 
And if you want to, if you want to spend it doing whatever it is that you're doing, if that makes you happy, that's fine. But if you're doing, if you're not happy, then you need to change, right? There's certain things for me that would not make me happy that, you know, for me to choose happiness, I have to align my life and the things that I do, the people that I'm with, yada, yada, yada. I have to align all of those things with me so that I can be happy. Does that make sense? In other words, you know, when I say just be happy, I mean, it's not that easy. <laughs> I mean, if your situation is literally, if you can't change, let's just say, let's say you're in prison. You can't change it. You're in prison for the next five years. I'm just making this up. I don't even know if any prisoners listen to my podcast, but let's just say you're in prison. You say, Timmy, I am in prison. I'm married to so-and-so, right? I don't know, whatever. I'm at this dead-end job. It's like prison. You're in, let's just literally say you're in prison. You're saying, Timmy, how can I choose to be happy in the midst of prison? Well, one, you have no other choice, right? Like you can't just wish yourself out of prison. You're in prison for the next five years. There's nothing you can do about it. But what you can do is choose to enjoy the journey. Start reading books. Start educating yourself. Start whatever. So that when you get out of prison in five years, you're in a good place. Okay. Does that make sense? It's the same with anything in life, anything in life, anything in life. And back to what I just said a minute ago, I'm not, don't jump ship. Okay. Don't jump ship. Make a sit with it for a while. Think about it, ponder it, pray about it, meditate on it. Make sure you're making a right decision. You know what I mean? Like, don't just go quitting your job. My boss sucks. I'm quitting. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I would keep that job and start looking for another job. And then when I got another job, then I would quit my job. Does that make sense? Like that's, that's, that would be my recommendation. Uh, unless you just got buttloads of money and could stand to be unemployed for a year, then, then there's really no risk and then fine jump ship and whatever. Um, but if that's not your situation, then it needs to be more calculated, more planned. All right, guys, I should stop talking. We've been over an hour and thank you so much for listening. Make sure to click the subscribe or follow button there and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you think they would benefit from it, even in the least. And as always be good to each other and God bless. And thank you so much for listening to me ramble. Peace.